Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty, a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle, as you can see. And I'm joined today by Sean Martin, the dynamic duo, <laughs> not the trio, but the dynamic duo. Call us what you like. I'm sure you will in the comment section. I'm sure they do, aye. <laughs> <laughs> At Sean Martin, TCW. Sean, good morning. How are you? Friday, bad, Tony, aye? Yes, indeed. Looking forward to more football this weekend. Indeed, indeed, I slightly less pressure than a derby, but still be enjoyable, I think. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'll just direct you to the ticker tape along the bottom. We've still got two deals for you, and you know what I'm going to say. You subscribe, hit that button, a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website, or you can enjoy 25% off the yearly price. Still the festive deal that takes that yearly rate down to £26. All for the click of a button, guys, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Now, speaking of the website, Sean, a couple of things up on the web today. Kevin yep. McKenna's written an opinion piece on the Derby, hasn't he? Yep, forthright as usual. Um, yes, indeed. his reaction to the Derby, but also the officiating <laughs> situation in VAR. Yes. Uh, he'll be coming back on, uh, by the way, here with us soon. By the way, he's expressed an interest in oh, good. joining us again. He enjoyed that uh, Greatest Ever episode that we've done, the Greatest Ever 11 and subs bench and all that. He might be coming back on soon. Excellent. That'll be great. And also, Young Aiden has written a piece yep. about Kyogo breaking his Rangers scoring duck and what that kind of means moving forward. Aye, uh, that's that's a good one from Aiden. It was the newsletter last night, so if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll have read it in your inbox uh, last uh, last night. It's up on the website today, free to read. Um Basically, it's about him. It's about Kyogo breaking his, his derby goal duck, kind of not allowing himself the the almost Alfredo Morelos derby noose, um, <laughs> uh, and then considering if it could be the catalyst for even greater heights in the next few months. I both articles worth the reader. I would obviously say. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, Kevin's always good value, and young Adrian clearly learning from the best. Sean, I don't know if that's Kevin. He's learning from or yourself and myself. <laughs> I couch the word the best and. Inverted commas there, but there you go. Uh, yes, guys, they're both worth the read if you want to uh, uh, have a have a look at them on the website. You'll you'll enjoy both of those. Now, Sean, Celtic Premiership move on. Kilmarnock at home tomorrow. A rare three o'clock kickoff, as you alluded to there. Yep, and also the first time. I suppose technically Monday was was oh. one because you play at the same time, but the first time since the World Cup break where Celtic will play before Rangers. Um, so it's a chance to to put a wee bit more pressure on the on the Ibrook side, eh? I think it's uh, it might not mean anything, and it won't mean anything to the Celtic players that, but it is just a wee quirk of of scheduling there that I I felt I should draw attention to. Yes, indeed, and also, you know, whenever Celtic or Rangers don't get a result against each other, it's always is the other side going to the fear of a backlash from either or Sean? Is that right? That kind of stuff. I think if there is, it would probably be on the other side of the city because, as you said the other day, that point suited Celtic a whole lot more than it suited yeah. Rangers. So they had to win it, didn't win it. So really, there, there can be no slip-ups. And even no slip-ups won't, won't, uh, won't save them if Celtic keep winning. Do you see Celtic tomorrow? They've got a great record against Kilmarnock in the last... Do, yes, I've got it here. Yep. And I think they've won nine. Kilmarnock have only managed a win and a draw in the last 11 league meetings. Is that right? Correct, 10 unbeaten in all competitions, Celtic, um, back to September 2018. So nine wins and a draw 
And uh, aggregate scoring that times 28-5 in Celtic's favour. Would I be right in saying that the win came at Rugby Park with the last-minute goals? September 2018. Uh, when Steve Clark was the manager. It was when Steve Clark was the manager. I can't remember what the score was, but you might be right. Uh, you might one be last right. minute winner, I think. Was it Stuart Finley? Stuart Finley, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They might be right. Um, but on top of that, at Parkhead only, because obviously that's a different proposition, as I always say. Uh, Parkhead only, it's been more than a decade since Kilmarnock won. Uh, 27th of October 2012, to be exact. Uh, Killing Sheridan and Liam Kelly scored. Um, so that's 15 games unbeaten at Parkhead against Kelly in that time. Although, obviously, they've not played at Parkhead mm. since December 2020 because they get relegated. But um, mm. aye, So, f- 15 games, 13 wins, 2 draws for Celtic. We always say that, Sean, that you've got to take the opportunity and if Celtic can go 12 ahead mm-hmm. uh, before Rangers go to Tannadice, then it applies that pressure. You always take those moments and opportunities to apply pressure, don't you, Sean? Got to. Aye, absolutely got to. Um, the pressure, I mean, Celtic were in a similar position last year when, when they had to do the chasing and they went about it in as professional a way as you can, run your own race, all that kind of thing. That's the position Rangers find themselves in just now. But, and this is where I think um, the newsletter the other day that, that Aidan, Aidan wrote mentioned this as well. It, the draw the other day not only denied Rangers <clears throat> chance to close the gap, but it denied them that kind of confidence boost in Derby win that Celtic got in February. Last year, now I know Celtic were on a good run of form. Rangers were on a good run of form going into Monday, but that February derby was absolutely crucial. Yeah. The psychological barrier, the actual difference it made at the top, all of that stuff. Now that if Rangers were to have won that on Monday, it wouldn't have been quite that because it, it would have shortened the gap rather than actually put them top or anything. But that I think that confidence that that would have gave them, you can't really measure that. So yeah. to deny them that as well as keep the status quo, I think I think was massive. Um, I well, think that has put the pressure on every every game that they will play from now until the end of the season, rather than just the derbies. Eden also made the point that <coughs> excuse me, that it spoiled that momentum, Sean, of hundred percent record. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know the, the first time they dropped points since uh, Michael Beale took over, and I also thought that was a very good point as well that uh, Young Eden made. So. Big up to you, Aidan. I hope you're watching the briefing. <laughs> um, yes. Speaking of managers, Tony, speaking of managers and facing <clears throat> Celtic, it's obviously Derek McInnes uh, yes. in the Kilmarnock hot seat now. Um, he is a moderately successful manager, I would say. I mean, he's not getting many trophies, but certainly consistent in terms of getting his teams winning and all that kind of thing, uh, especially with Aberdeen. But against Celtic, Tony... He's got the worst record of any team he's faced more than like four or five times in his career. And it's not even really close, to be honest. The Rangers' record isn't even really close. He's won six, drawn two, and lost 37 against Celtic with 104 to 34 aggregate scoring in favour of, of Celtic. Take from that what you will, but 0.44 points per game against Celtic does not make good reading. He must hate it. He must absolutely hate playing Celtic. Yeah, I think Celtic have inflicted some uh, torturous times on him, haven't they? Uh, finals, league games, yeah. and he's managerial tenure for all the clubs that he's he's uh, been with. So I guess it's I guess Celtic are just one of those thorns in Derek McInnes's flesh. He's sick of the cycling, really, but I don't see that changing tomorrow. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. We'll come up with our score predictions to exactly what what the tune of that aggregate score might change to. But uh, 
But I know I, I don't see it changing either. I mean, but, to be fair to Kelly, right? They've got two wins in their last five overall. They're not as far down the table as what they were. Um, but they've not won an away game since August. Yeah. So realistically, as Parkhead, where that's going to change, you you would expect not. Um, they've also conceded the most goals in the league and scored the fewest. So again, going to Parkhead, is that really going to change? You'd expect not. Yeah, they're ninth in the table, 20 points, unbeaten in their last three, one win, two draws. But I'll stretch that out and say they've won two of the last eight or won four of the last Correct. ten. So depending on what, what way you look at it. But yeah, away wins is not their forte, is it? Certainly yeah. this season. But I mean, a, a decent enough position for a team coming back up, isn't it? Aye, I mean, for, for in, in context, aye, in context, what they're doing at the moment is fine. Uh, is it good enough to mm. realistically go to uh, Parkhead and, and expect to get anything? I don't actually think a lot of these teams go to Parkhead expecting to get anything. You saw, well, I know this was at Pataudry and not going about it again, but you, you saw the attitude that Aberdeen had against Celtic the other week and, and Jim Goodwin's kind of attitude before it, despite the fact that they were playing well, playing well with the ball and scoring goals and winning at Pataudry. And they just totally negated any sort of game plan in favour of hopefully not getting a gubbin. And I think a yeah. lot of teams come to Parkhead and, and think that way, um, rightly or wrongly, because you you can you can see their logic, even though you'd probably disagree with it in, in terms of a football purist. You want to see football play the right way, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of these a lot of these teams do come and just hope they don't get a gubbin, and that might be the case again here. Yes. Now, without going into too much of a predicted lineup, Sean, there are some positional uh, places that we uh, might you, you know. start with left back we'll go left back because that seems right. the obvious one doesn't it is it right. I, I've used Josip Juranovic's <laughs> name in this title and it, it's led Beach Boys to ask me what's <laughs> up with AJ nothing's <laughs> up with AJ and I actually think Alistair Johnston will start uh, I've asked if Juranovic will start for the reason that Greg Taylor um, well we're waiting to find out to the extent his hamstring injury he might be fit but doesn't sound that good for him. So if Taylor is not fit to play, basically, Tony, is it between Alexandro Bernabe and Josip Juranovic getting in there again? Of course. And my, I would be leaning towards Bernabe because he's a natural fit. Andrew Galea and says that. Andrew Galea And also just because me. of the... Uh, you know, you, you don't want to speculate about why Juranovic was off, off for him. At Ibrox, but he, he was dreadful at Ibrox, really, really poor. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I, again, I go back to it, managers see it differently, don't they? They let them play through. Well, Gibson mm, for them, right. or, or you just go with a natural left back. And I think the last couple of times that Bernabe has featured the manager, has bigged him up and said he's, he's done very well. So I would be inclined to think he might just go for the, the square peg in the square hole, as they say, mm-hmm. and put Bernabe there. So uh, David Ferguson agrees with you. Beach Boy says Hatati would go to left back before Juranovic. I don't think he would because he would have went there in the derby if that was the case, and Moy would have come on sooner. I think. I think that probably yeah. probably sensible to say that. Um, Stevie says have a natural left back in Bernabe. Why start a right back there? Yeah. Uh, and FS says anybody before Juranovic, which is a bit, a bit harsh, I think. But yeah. um, to me, to me, it is it's between the two of them. You could say you could go by Ashi. He's played about 500 minutes at left-back in his career, including an uh, AFC Champions League game, but I think that is unlikely for his first ever Celtic appearance, especially with Bernabe there. Um, just the fact that Juranovic came on in that derby, and all the context of it being a derby was probably the deciding factor there, the experience, all that kind of stuff. But to start him again after that shocker would almost be potentially a show of faith 
and yeah. they have to double down on him there. Let's let's him get that game out of his system, ASAP, all that kind of thing. I I, I don't know. I think he, he probably should go for uh, Alexandro Bernabe because he's an actual left back first and foremost. Uh, I made the point the other day that if if your left back goes off, whether it's a derby or not, and you don't put the left back on that's there on the bench, when will you use him? Um, yep. So. It's a home game. This is when you surely will use him. It's against a team Celtic should dominate and who should ask probably relatively few questions of him defensively. Uh, so, aye, the round peg and the round hole makes sense. But I just wonder if there's maybe a bit of thinking, depending on how things are going in the background with Juranovic in terms of transfers, if he was ill, I don't know. Um, if Ange might think, you know what, no, um, he deserves a chance to, to redeem himself yeah. right away. Yeah. Of course, and that's what you think. You know, you know what the manager's like. Likes a curveball, doesn't he? But I'm always of the opinion that players have a natural position for a reason. You know, so I um, I would have uh, I would have played Bernabe last week at Ibrox rather than bring on Jura. But hindsight's a great thing. You, mm-hmm. You're not aware that Jura's going to have the game that he did. But I, I think, given the chance, you, well, you do one or two things. You offer Juranovic the chance to redeem himself or you go with a natural left-back in that position. And I think most Celtic supporters would actually feel comfortable with a natural left-back in that position, wouldn't they? Given what oh, happened with Josip Juranovic last week, I, I'm, I'm not speaking for the Celtic supporters, I've just sort of seen that would be my preference, and I think a lot would maybe side, side with that on the back of Juranovic's display last week. That's all. Yep. Um, I think uh, I'm getting a wee bit of flashbacks here. Patrick McLaughlin says you could play Moy in midfield and McGregor at left back. I suppose that's flashbacks to Cluj, was it? Yes. Um, so I think I'll pass, I'll pass on that one. I think yeah, I'll pass on that what one. There, so. um, yeah. But no, I think uh, I, I think I think that probably. I, do you know what? I, I, I kind of shake the feeling Ange might do that, but I, I don't yeah. know why. I just I think I think, I think, um, I think it's a chance. Sorry, I don't think I said a lot, but I think I think there's a chance. Uh, DC, I mean, Alistair Johnston, I think, will start at right back. I think he did well enough against the uh, Rangers in the derby that, that he'll start there. He's also been doing press this week, um, which is usually, I know it wasn't really for this game, but he was still doing press, which is usually a sign that he'll be on the team. But I think he did, I think he did well enough that he probably meant it's keeping his place, experiencing Parkhead and playing against a team that's let him showcase a wee bit more of his attacking. Yeah, I think if there's any doubt with Ralph Nurra, he's no. And I, and I don't think Alistair Johnson did himself any harm. You know my thoughts on the yellow jersey stuff, Sean, and I think he did well enough in terms of retaining the yellow jersey to start this one and see, as you say, what he can offer and let him experience a, a home game. And I think most Celtic supporters liked what he brought to the table on Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he uh, was... Sorry, I'm just going to say, David Ferguson, just to stay on the defence, he says, do you think Kobayashi will start alongside Carter Vickers? I, I don't. I think it's actually be a good game for him to start, to be honest. But I just I feel with Starfield having given away a penalty, I think maybe it will be again a show of kind of faith, a show yeah. of confidence because he's he's been playing well. We actually had a good game apart from that. Well, a relatively good game apart from that, um, and he's been playing well recently, uh, having come back from injury not all that long ago. So I, I think probably I think he'll probably stick with Starfield. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I think Kobayashi might start cup tie. Think so. Same opposition. Most, yeah. You know, so I, I think uh, I think Kobe, you know, he he likes to change for the Scottish Cup, doesn't he? He did it with Aloha 
when we did our predicted elevens, we were mm. no way. Oh, sorry, did you mean did you mean the the Morton game rather than the Kelly Cup game? Aye, sorry, the Morton I, game. Yes, I, yeah. Patrick's agree with you here that the Morton game yeah. was first full start. Depends yeah. if that is. He's not far off a a, a J League season, so he probably yeah. will be fit enough to play. I just don't know whether he'll play uh, play this one. I think um, that's the, the ideal game for Ange to bring in players that he's signed and wants to have a look at the, the Morton Scottish Cup tie. Sorry, I didn't make myself clear that that's what I meant, the Scottish Cup tie. So he's done it before, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's the, I think it's the ideal game, isn't it? Yeah, so. uh, I, I, I think it makes sense. I, I suppose there's still, what, just over two weeks. So <laughs> there's a couple of games in there. He could, he could play, I don't know. I think, uh, I just, I feel as if the way that Starfield was playing, the two of them were doing well again together. Apart from giving away that penalty, he's been he's been good. I think it would be harsh to to to, to rotate him out right away. Um, I don't think it'll affect Starfield in one one way or another. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's happened. You put it to bed. Celtic as I say, as I say to you, as I say to you, Nadine, on Tuesday, well, it was a penalty. I, I don't necessarily blame. Well, I blame Starfield for lunging in. Right, I do blame him for that. But I do think he was going for a block. I don't think he was trying to actually yeah. take a pal out of the game. I think he was just going for a block. But primarily it came from Juranovic getting absolutely done, first yeah. and foremost, or he doesn't have to come across at all for it. So, again, I, I probably agree with you. I don't think Starfelt will probably be too uh, affected by it, but um, I still don't think he'll be dropped. I still don't think he'll be dropped. Yeah. Another position... Helen saying that exact thing. Starfelt was covering for Juranovic. Uh, another position. Right wing, Sean. Right wing. Whoa, whoa. Um, well, I mean, Abada, Forrest, Maida, Jota, we'd need a Haksabanovic update as well because, I mean, he could go left wing, right wing, Jota could go left wing, right wing, Maida could go left wing, right wing, it all, yes. it all depends. Um, yes. To be honest, yeah. to me, it, do, it does depend the state of Haksabanovic for me because okay. it could be any permutation of, of the two and I think I'd be happy. Um, any permutation of two from that five. Um, I think Jota will start this one. Yes. Um, I reckon with Kelly likely to do a standard kind of McInnes performance and sit quite deep, um, I think he will start. I also think that's why Haksibanovic, if he was fit, would be ideal. But if we're going on the presumption he's maybe still not quite there, then I think it's probably between Maida and Abada. Maida, due to the form of the last two games, Abada because he might be slightly better suited to the type of setup that Kelly will employ. So that's me sitting in the fence with the, the wingers and you'll need to wait and see my predicted 11, I suppose. So you've picked them all there, yeah. So uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> made, a, made a case for every one of them, yeah. I, I think uh, you, you look at it just now and you look at the form of Maida, he's an automatic pick at this oh. moment in time, is he not? Uh, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's an automatic pick beyond no. Kyogo at this point because it depends on the opposition. The Aberdeen game showed... Uh, when Maida came back in, despite the fact that uh, potentially other players were playing a wee bit better, was because he thought there was going to be space. I don't think there will be space behind Kelly in this occasion, which is why I think he might go Jota. And then it's again if Haksabanovic which was fit, I think he would, I think he should be in. Um, but as I say, with Maida and Abada there, Maida on the last two games you should start him. But then again, Abada might be slightly better suited and was actually playing. Was unlucky you not know, to get a start as well. Yeah, in the last yeah, couple yeah, of yeah. I, I just think Maida's been terrific the past couple of games. And he has, uh, I think that, that'll be rewarded too. And I also think that the impact Jota made when he came on, if he was one of the ones that were suffering from the stomach bug, it didn't certainly look like it, did it, uh, when mm. he came on at Ibrooks. 
I just think uh, wide space Parkhead Jota could maybe be the answer with him, him and Maida uh, occupying either flank and you said the only certain starters Kyogo so I guess that's uh, well, I up front, can't I think there's an not happy with me because I, I'm not sure about Maida starting because Sean, he's your first man picked <laughs> uh, listen, that top goal scorer thing might be getting further away the more Kyogo scores, but at least Maeda's starting to hit the goal trail. So, yeah, correct. I mean, the the two goals that he scored in his last two games have been taken with a plum. He's you know he, that, that derby goal's going underrated. Tony Wonderful day. football. He yeah, I mean, yeah, and he and he shrugs Tavernier aside. Nice. Just shrugs him aside as if he's not there, and and also the finish as well. Because when you see it, McGregor's close, but not close nice. enough. Do you know, I, I had this conversation the other night. I, I think um, I think McGregor made it, made that easier for him because he, ru- he, run, he rushed so far out of his goal mm. relatively quick, especially for a 41-year-old or whatever it is. But he gave Maida no time to think about it. And he's got a touch of the Kenny Miller's Maida sometimes. Like if you give him time to think about it, he's liable yeah, to yeah. sky it. But if, if it's on instinct, a lot of the time he'll finish it. And McGregor rushing so far out his goal stats bombs we uh, still for uh, the expected goal thing and all that. It's got an optimal keeper position, and McGregor was nowhere near it because he rushed so far out. So he almost made Maida's mind up for him that as soon as he get past Tavernier, he's got to slot it away, and he'd done it brilliantly. What a finish! Yeah. Um, but I do think I think it was I think it was helped by McGregor making his mind up for him. Possibly, uh, stay, stay stay further back. Maida's got a decision to make: where to put it, how to put it, how to finish it, whether to hit it hard, whether to place it. And potentially liable to sky it at that point. So what a finish! Slot, I do think it's going it very well, Sean. Uh, yeah, he still uh, slotted it very well, though. It did. No, I'm saying that. I mean, that's what I said mm. on Tuesday. It's, it's going underrated. He had a lot of a lot yeah. of stuff still to do after intercepting that ball. Um, and good finish. Yeah. There you go. Here you go, Sean. 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 Stevie mm. says he's not a Maida fan at all, but the boy's undroppable at the minute. Could I say that about my? Uh, could I say that about Abada for his two games? Um, yeah. He was rotated, so I, I, that's what I mean. You need to think about, or you need to try and second guess what Angie's thinking there. Um, I'm always an ag- advocate for Maida, but horses I just don't know if that, on this occasion he might, uh, he might go for Abada. I don't know. As I say, if Haxabanovic is fit, I think it puts a cat amongst the pigeons because it's the kind of game having Jota and Haxabanovic on. When Kelly are going to presumably sit so deep, yeah, 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 would actually pay off having those two types of players with the guile over the either raw pace or the kind of uh, the, the a badder movement. So we'll see. I mean, I've I don't know if you've seen it. I've put an article in already, kind of a shell article we call it to, to get it ready. My lineup and that does have my in it, right? So I'm sitting here <laughs> saying I don't know, but I've actually put my in me. But by the time it comes out, I very well might have second guessed myself because I've talked myself into a corner here, I think. so. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whatever team is picked, you know fine well that it's picked for a reason. Ah, and right. all we have and all he wants from them is to be clinical and professional mm-hmm. and tick both the performance and the results box, which is why he'll pick the team that he does. You know, yeah. we, we this is the fun part that we always try and second guess and we you know, we, we take part and we do the predictions. Well, uh, you know, we, we whether I get on. whether I get six at eleven or eleven at eleven, I, I still like doing. It. I like putting the graphic together. I like trying to trying to pick a team 
I like uh, I like all that. I like seeing who you and Aidan have picked. Different I'll die. I like all it's that. A, it's a wonderful talker, Sean, and we've got the commenters there picking their own elevens and stuff like that. So it's uh, you know you, and you why don't not? Do, you know don't I mean? do it to why be not? smart. You just do it because you try to think. Uh, you are putting yourself in the Celtic manager's shoes, and I mean that, that's why that's why that kind of article is always free. It's not that that's not a payable yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's just it's just a kind of a talking point. It's just a wee bit of fun. It's it's all that kind of thing. Because um, I, I mean, you could easily just sit and say every week, "Oh well, whoever the manager picks is the best decision." Why like, I bother? That's no fun. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I like doing it. Well, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Stevie comes back in and says, having hacks or jot at a bad mind as a headache, but some of the best choices we've had in years, Tony and Sean. I don't you refer to that in your Leila Bada newsletter, Tony. Yeah, uh, he's named as a breakout star by UEFA, no less. Um, but yet, can't necessarily get a run of regular starts at Celtic, and it's no harm on his ability. It's because of the, the, the pecking order, not the pecking order, it's because of the competition for places that, that Celtic have got. It takes something really special to get up ahead of steam with, with starts in that attack. And, and that was the point I'm making, because Abada would walk into any other team Yep. in this league. Oh, oh definitely, aye. aye. You know, based on his stats alone, his stats on, on goals and assists, and that was the point I was making, but it's due to the fact that Celtic do have some of the best quality that they had in wide and attacking areas for a long time, that, you know, despite UEFA labelling him a breakout star, he... You know, as you say, getting up ahead of steam and getting regular game time is something that's, you know, it's a, it's part of Angie's policy as well, isn't it? That, yeah. You know, so that 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 was a that was an overarching point I was making with that with that piece. So, yes. Uh, JP coming in saying, "Hope the wind dies down for the game, or it will be the end of Jota's tash." <laughs> JP, I have to agree with you there. I, I, I'm not having Jota's tash. I'm I'm not a fan of that. I, that's probably my only great this season. I think I put that in my man by man ratings once, didn't I? Great player, wonderfully talented, but I can't, uh-huh. having, I can't even have the tash. <laughs> uh, Brian McCabe saying, Sean, do you sit behind your manager's desk in your office when you're picking your team? <laughs> Shirt and tie on, tactics board behind me, aye. Depth chart sitting there and giving me counters about. Oh, aye, full shebang. Um, the phone outstretching that on the phone <laughs> managerial context. Um, what would you do? One last one before uh, we start wrapping up the score predictions, Tony, and this kind of relates to uh, another article that you wrote, um, which is Kaiser saying O'Reilly should be rotated and Raymond yes. saying Aaron Moy to start. Uh, so centre mid, Tony. Um, yeah. as I say, is he, well, do you see it as essentially O'Reilly versus Moy for this one? I, I do tomorrow, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as, as I wrote in the article, it's perception, isn't it? Hmm. Perception that uh, Matt O'Reilly's been off it, but I think you've been keen to point out that he's not really been off it. So, but then that that Aye. that becomes a bad two or three games becomes he's having a poor season. He's not scored all that kind of stuff. How you factor all that in? And I think Aaron Moyes had a wee purple patch in terms of his form. So again, I go back to perception. But uh, I uh, I made the point that. He started Matt O'Reilly for the 18th consecutive game, didn't he? And those kind of numbers tell you something. And Matt O'Reilly was a go-to guy when Callum McGregor was out of the team. And he went to number six at a deeper role. Celtic never dropped a point. They won every game. You know, so when he was getting used to playing a different game. You know, Pete McGee, there's a school of thought that he needs a break. I guess 
only oh, two men will decide that, Matt O'Reilly and the manager. I don't think Matt O'Reilly will decide that. I'm talking about um, the manager will have to have a discussion uh, about well, that with uh, him, you know, uh, so or he'll just pin um, the team up and run away. We've got Simon's comment in here saying he just joined Likes the Podcast. Good to have you, Simon. He says he's been a massive fan of Aaron Moy yeah. lately. He thinks he brings a calmness to the game. His pass accuracy is amazing. Needs more starts over O'Reilly till form returns. Thoughts? First of all, I'd say his pass accuracy has actually gone down as he's been playing better because he's been attempting those more incisive yeah. passes that he is capable of. You've seen it. Um, I felt at the beginning he, he was when he was working his way to fitness, he was playing it too safe. I think as his accuracy has gone down, his performances have gone up as a, uh, not totally uh, as it disconnected. I think he's he's been attempting better passes or more incisive passes. I think he's had a few really good games recently, Tony. Everybody's seen it. It's also backed up with the stats. Uh, he came on in that derby and made a difference, is, is what I would say. Yes. You mentioned it's O'Reilly's, uh, O'Reilly's streak of starts. This, if he does start tomorrow, it would be his 19th successive competitive start. So maybe he does need rotated, but it would also be Hatati's. So is that a good enough reason? Potentially not. Um, that said, when you combine it with the fact that Moy played so well against Rangers after two good displays in a row, he is deserving of a start. So... It's almost what what way do you go with it? What way do you yeah. go with it? And also, as I say, O'Reilly, while he's potentially been dipping below his own high standards, he still brings a hell of a lot off the ball. Uh, that frankly Moy just doesn't at this moment. But yeah. Moy's he's playing spoke. well enough that he's making it a dis- he's making it a debate. He's yeah. made, which is to his credit, he has made this a genuine debate. Should he be in at the start over O'Reilly? O'Reilly's still crucial to the system, isn't he? Yeah. And and a and a kind of as I've used the word earlier, but an overarching way. So, but yeah, uh, forum. If you're going on forum alone, then you're saying, "My aren't you?" Mm-hmm. At this moment in time, so I guess the manager will decide that, as you say, he'll pin the team up and run away. Yeah. <laughs> you just saying about the about Moy not looking for the safest passes anymore and different things. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I must admit, Andrew Galea has been saying the full time once he's had a few months, he will be in starting contention. Obviously, Andrew picks him and he's starting eleven every week anyway. Uh, but he has, but he has been spot on with that. He's ended up making that a genuine like. But he's also looking not just lot. knocking at the door. He's creaked to open and says, "Right, come on." So he's looking a lot more comfortable in his role, Aaron Moy. Yeah. Now, isn't he? You can see that, and obviously the goals have helped too. So yeah, yeah I mean that's it's an intriguing one, isn't it? And, it is uh, an intriguing one, and I suppose they'll just need to uh, just need to look on the site later, Tony, and see who the three of us yeah. predicted elevens, and see if there's Indeed. any Indeed. If there's any contentious choices. Okay. Prediction time, Sean. Score predictions. Score uh, predictions. I know what I'm picking. Do you want to go, or will I go? Or? Right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four 0 That's what I was going to go. So we're agreeing <laughs> on this one. We're agreeing on this one. We're agreeing on this one, are we? Yeah. All righty. Uh, Jerry Smith's going six 0 right away. There's always someone goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think. Uh, I just think Celtic have a bit of a teeth for this one, and regardless of what uh, mm-hmm. formation or. or Personnel selected that they'll they'll do the job. I think mm. to continue Derek McInnes's tale of woe against <laughs> Celtic, as you outlined earlier. Yep, I, I don't see any. I don't see any. There, there would need to be a hell of a lot that goes wrong. I think for a team in yeah. Kelly's form to go to Celtic Park and actually and, and do a number, you never know. But I, I just I don't see it. And I think having having 
drawn a game that in context when the goal went in actually felt like they could have went on and won, won in the last five minutes. Uh, but to kept, to have kept the status quo at the top, the first game they're playing before Rangers now, it's well, this year obviously because it's only six days into the year. But since the post World Cup break uh, or since the World Cup break, I just think everything's set up for Celtic to put in one of those performances that that blows people away. Yeah, I agree with that. Lots of predictions coming in, ranging from three to six nil, three four nil, five nil, six nil. The dismal derby bounce five nil. There you go. Obviously, the Vincent Keller at Celtic to win 2 0. I'm told 3 0. There you go. So, yeah. Yep. Low speed 2 0 from Kaiser there. <laughs> High speed 6 1, I think, it's seen from, from somebody. So, to be yeah. fair to Kaiser, these games can become a slog, even no, at the yeah, yeah, team yeah. is on it defensively, but also shows no intent to, to kind of do anything but defend. But as always with Celtic, if they score an early goal, all bets are off how many it could end up. Yeah. Well, we shall return on Monday, Sean, and we'll pick over the bones of Celtic Kilmarnock on Saturday. Hope you've enjoyed today's briefing. As I say, we'll be back on Monday, but just direct you to the ticker tape running along the bottom. We've got two deals going for you. Festive deal still around if you want to grab that. You can sign up, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe and enjoy two months of full access to everything that's written on the web for a pound, or you can enjoy 25% off the yearly rate subscription rate, which takes it down to 26 quid. All for the click of a button, Sean, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. We thank all the subscribers who have done that so far. We thank all the contributors uh, and your comments. We we love, we like a Friday or we like uh, the day before game day, don't we? Because we like yeah. predicted 11s and all that kind of stuff. Try it yourself, guys. Uh, have a go, you know, pick your team. And, uh, I mean, if you go and read it on the site, leave a comment. Just say compare and contrast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we do it for fun every week, and it's it's just a great thing to do. We enjoy it, but we enjoy uh, the tune and throne, guys. So thanks very much, Sean. Contribution first class as always. Take care, Cheers, eh? and we'll see you on Monday. All right. Cheers, guys. <laughs>